look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Dave Popwich. How you doing, buddy? Well, uh, happy candidate. Happy candidate. 150, about one year older than you. Look at that. Wow. That was totally appropriate. <laughs> my knees at least are 149 years old, <laughs> and maybe a hip is moving that yeah, direction, yeah, too. Yeah, it's probably a hip, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, What's the plan for the weekend, my friend? Well, we're going to have some uh, people over, of which I might consider inviting you. Right. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Not really, but sure. <laughs> and then I think we're going to take in, uh, you know, all of the things uh, that the city offers uh, over the course of the weekend. Yeah. So and we've got fun. a great show today, too. We've got the latest data on dementia and how Canada is con- contributing to the efforts to find solutions. Yep. We're going to hear about going back to school in the fall. This is something that you wanted to do in your uh-huh. retirement. I think this People is cool who idea. are retiring are going back to school, so we'll talk about that. And then entrepreneurs. Did you know that Entrepreneurs Over 50 is one of the fastest-growing groups of business founders in this country? We're going to talk about some tools with that as well, too. Sounds good. Okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, the banks, U.S. banks in particular. They unleashed a... Uh, what would you call it? A gigantic wheelbarrow of uh, of cash to uh, to investors. So this was, of course, a, there was two stress tests that the U.S. banks uh, go through each year. This is the seventh year. This is the first time that the Fed approved the uh, the uh, the capital plans, the the return of capital plans to investors. Um, well, for, for all thirty four. One conditional, but all 34 banks. So the Fed is saying that, hey, we think that the capital positions of the U.S. Fed, uh, of the U.S. banks, or uh, those big systemically important banks, are strong enough to start returning capital to shareholders. Yeah. So, but they can give up to 100% of their profits back to shareholders. Well, the expectation was they were going to give up about 89%, and they they gave up. I mean, in aggregate, about about almost 100%, right, as a return um, to shareholders. And that came in two ways: share buybacks. Or dividends. Or dividends. Yeah. Now think about, there's two schools of thought here, two camps. Camp number one is saying if these companies are giving up 80, 90, 100% of their profits, they've got nowhere else to put their money. Right. So that might be um, growth prohibitive for these banks. Mm -hmm. The other camp is saying, I invested in you in in the darkest times during the financial crises. I expect some money back, and now I'm getting that back. And so... Uh, it, there's two different camps. I think there's opportunity out there, but it's very interesting. If the banks continue to pay out at that high payout ratio, uh, that means there's less money going in for growth. So they're, they're not seeing many opportunities. Yeah, and it was interesting. We saw, you know, we saw the um, uh, U.S. banks respond to that. I mean, I, I was reporting a story on, on Warren Buffett. Uh, he's a smart cat. Yeah, he knows a couple things. He's a smart cat. Back in 2011, when <laughs> capital wasn't so easy to come by, Berkshire Hathaway made an investment in Bank of America. Correct. And, um, and they were able to, to basically convert uh, their preferred share uh, and warrants into common shares and, and made a very healthy profit. There's some patient investing there. Uh, and Warren shows again some, uh, some skill. Now, these are opportunities that you and I can't necessarily get a hold of. You yeah. know, Warren's in a privileged position there. But a big, a big payout of cash. Okay. Um, the last two weeks... I would say have been characterized by a lot of conversation by global central banks. Yes. And the global central bank conversation, generally speaking, is more hawkish, talking about reducing 
the uh, loose monetary policy pushing interest rates higher, borrowing costs higher. It's affected currencies. It's affected the bond markets. It's affected the stock markets. The, the language has changed in the last couple of weeks. But look at the reaction of the markets on the three different central banks. First of all, the United States came out, raised their interest rates. Yep. Markets went up. Stock markets up. When we saw Mario Draghi of the, you know, the European Central Bank talk about rates going up, yep. we saw what, a mini taper tantrum. Yep. So the bond market didn't like that. We also heard the Bank of Canada come out and talk about their potential rate hike. Canadian dollar takes off. Yep. Potentially going up to 79 cents. Yep. Like if you look at the models now that we have, up to 79 cents. Right. So there's a different viewpoint from three different markets giving three different reactions, currency, fixed income or bonds, or even the equity market. We've seen some different rotation happening also. Very interesting moves. It's basically what I'm hearing is we are going to play it based on a central bank by central bank individually. Before it was a unified yep. approach. Yep. Now it's diverging. Now it's all individual central bankers are going to do their own thing and they'll be reacting differently. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, issue around timing, right? I mean, let's face it. The only central bank globally that is actually raising rates is the U.S., Everybody else is speculation at this point. Correct. Right? And except for the UK, who said we're not raising rates. And we saw what happened to their currency versus the Canadian dollar and the US dollar. It was not pretty for them. Although Mark Carney's comments last week and some commentary to the Bank of England was more hawkish, right? So it, it, it's interesting. And now the market has to interpret this. So it's, it's interesting now. We've got a divergence in perhaps policy. You've certainly got timing differences. Um, and even how you interpret the communication is different which gives us a fairly active market. We've got buyers and sellers yeah. right, on, on either side. That's the good news. Uh, perhaps we'll see an increase in volatility. Um, you know, For the average person investing, volatility is generally not a good thing. It's scary. Fun on the way up, not so fun on the way down. So it tends to add a bit of concern. Yeah. Right? Uh, but the fact is when you've got volatility, you do, you do have an active market. Um, We've got six months left in this calendar year as of today. Right. So... Here's my analogy. Remember the 4 by 100 relay race they do in the Olympics? The batons are being passed. Yep. We are now seeing the baton being passed from the central bankers to the governments yep. for fiscal stimulus. Yep. Those who can take that baton and continue to run will get the gold medal. Their, their economies will grow. Those governments who cannot handle that baton and drop it by not stimulating either through tax policy infrastructure spending or fiscal stimulus in some form, we're going to have a problem. We saw a small fiscal stimulus out of the government of Canada with these family, um, the family credits that they received, yeah. these, big, yep. these big checks. That has helped to some degree. Now we want to see if the governments here locally, provincially, federally, as well as globally, start to pat, take that baton and run with it. Right. And then ultimately, I mean, the consumer's done their bit too. Um, businesses, particularly in Canada, the handoff of that baton to business, business spending, investment, okay, productivity gains. That will comes be from political. That comes from political. I think if the governments put their act into gear, you'll get more confidence out of businesses. Yes. They'll spend more money. Yeah, absolutely right. Okay. So let's talk about how to uh, put all this together in a way that you can both profit and protect and bulletproof your retirement. We've got a seminar coming up. Yeah, that's on Tuesday, July 25th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call, 966-8400. That's 966-8400, or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. Because of the sheer volume of noise out in the marketplace uh, today, it's becoming increasingly important 
for people to be very clear on what their economic thesis is and how they attach an investment strategy around that economic thesis so that you don't get trapped into, hmm, what should we call it, uh, knee-jerk reactions to the noise that we hear in the market. So we hope to see you there on Tuesday, July 25th. Now, don't miss our next segment. We're going to learn about some new data on the growing number of dementia cases. You're listening to News Talk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.